Hello and welcome back to Nature's Tales and especially to anyone who's listening because they're taking part in my dissertation research. If that's you, thank you so much. Over the next three weeks I will be uploading short stories of nature folklore and folk tales all surrounding winter plants that you should be able to see around you at the moment. The one I'm starting off with is holly, which is a very well-known plant, especially at this time of the year, which is why it's also known as prickly Christmas, which I really love. In folklore and floriography, which is the language of flowers, it represents recovery and resurrection, so definitely has some religious links. Dating back to Roman mythology, people would plant holly in their gardens to keep evil away from their houses, as it was thought to protect against witchcraft and also lightning. We now know that holly actually conducts lightning better than most trees, so they really do protect themselves as well as surrounding objects from lightning, which is pretty cool because that means that science now backs up something that would have once been thought of as pure superstition. In folklore, men would carry it around in their pockets to attract women, and it was thought that if women slept with holly leaves under their pillows, then they would dream of their future spouse. It's also thought to be unlucky to cut one down, and even now, often when hedges are cut, hollies will be completely left alone and hedge cutters will just go around them, which is quite funny. In 1861, the Duke of Argyll even had a new road completely rerouted to avoid cutting one down. It was banned when Christianity emerged because of its strong links to paganism, and even though it was originally associated with the Pagan Winter Festival, it now has strong ties to Christmas. But before Christmas trees became popular, holly would be hung in balls with ribbons, apples and oranges, and also mistletoe, which led to them sometimes being known as kissing balls. They are, of course, also used in wreaths, and that tradition started because holly is said to be a favourite of the fairies. So hanging a wreath on your front door provided shelter for the fairies, and then in return, they would give you good luck for your household in the following year. So spare a thought for the fairies when you take down your wreath this year. Traditionally, it should be collected on Christmas Eve if it's going to be used for decoration, and no earlier than that and also shouldn't be left up past Twelfth Night, as then each leaf that remains in your house is one day of bad luck. So if you still have holly in your house, take it down. In folk medicine and magic, it has been used for chillblains, and it's also thought that you can find out whether a plan will succeed or not by placing a candle on a holly leaf and then seeing if they stay afloat in water. So just to finish off with a quick little story that I really love, in Celtic mythology the Holly King and the Oak King are in a never-ending battle for the power to rule over all of nature. Each believes that they know the best way to rule. The Oak King loves sunshine and always wants it to be hot and sunny, while the Holly King wants everything to be dark and cold and sleepy. Each summer and winter solstice, they come together to battle it out, but the ending is inevitable. The Oak King reaches his peak strength at summer solstice, and this is when the Holly King takes over and days become shorter and shorter. Half a year later, at winter solstice every year, the Oak King resumes his power and days gradually get longer and brighter again. I do want to point out that the Holly King is just as important as the Oak King, although I'm sure most people probably prefer the warmer months, especially here in Britain. 
because the Holly King is here to remind us that periods of rest and withdrawal and sleep and darkness are just as important as the warm, fertile and vibrant days of summer.